Welcome to the Linsanity, a podcast for the running hook. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Linsanity Podcast a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before we get the podcast going, we're going to do a couple things. Uh, one, uh, don't be afraid to rate and review our podcast. Uh, if you got anything that you're interested in, if you got things that you want us to talk about, things you want us to dive into, uh, do not be afraid to check that out. I mean, for Bryce, he might want to dive into the Red Sox. If you just say, hey, I just want to talk some baseball. On the right, hey, you know, that's might, right, baby. You know, and, uh, I don't know. Maybe the Cardinals pull it off against the Dodgers. I don't think they're going to. They if don't. They, if, they, if, they, if they do, maybe that works. They uh, but but either way, uh, we're just going to sit back and we're going to enjoy the postseason. And then don't be afraid to rate, review and subscribe to our podcast. But we have also plenty of other things that you can listen to as well. We have the Alex and Dylan Basketball Power. We have Triple Option. We have Circle City Cinema. You name it. We got it. This Divine Rhyme is also a podcast on our network. There's plenty of stuff to go in, check out, uh, you know, on this network and we're just going to jump right into the episode. And uh, Bryce, how are we feeling? Uh, this is a incredibly massive week for you, uh, and and for obvious for obvious reasons. It's not it's a, as the Stephen A. Mead, for obvious reasons. It's 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 not just a uh, a big sports week for you. It's it's a uh, it's a very big personal week. For you. Uh, yeah, it's a big personal one. But Caleb, let's not overshadow. Let's not overshadow the Colts getting their first win. Caleb, it is a big week for me. My Colts it got their first win. Well, but come on. I mean, you, you're a, you're a, you're a, you know, you're a man first and foremost. And the fact that, you know, you've got the, the week that you have coming up, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And, and uh, you know, as a, as the host of this podcast, as a co-host of this podcast, I'm very happy for you. I'm proud. Of, I'm proud of the man that you've become. And uh, I'm, I'm very excited to see uh, where this goes. And I haven't even told you this uh off the record. So, uh, no, <laughs> so I can tell true. by your face. I can tell I, by your face. I can tell by your wrong. face. Caleb's getting yeah, I can tell by your face. I'm not, I wasn't ready yeah. for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, I'm, I'm giving him a, yeah, it's a slight early a, peek a, into what I'm yeah, no into, into the night. So yeah. No so anyhow, uh, we will have, uh, we will have the, the podcast up and rolling for you. We have, we are not going to cover the bills game because you know, plain and simple, the bills just crushed the Texans and there's no reason to talk about it. The chiefs played the Eagles and you know, there were a lot of historic things, you know, especially with Andy Reid's wins and you know, Mahomes getting back into a groove, uh, but we're not going to cover that game. There's just a lot of other things we want to talk about. Ravens the same way, uh, you know, Denver, when the Teddy Bridgewater injury happened, unfortunately, Drew Locke came in, that game just wasn't that great. We chose not to uh, move in that direction. And we're also not going to cover the Cleveland Browns game against the Vikings, just low scoring. I think disappointing overall, but we're just going to move forward with different games. Rice, I want you to start the conversation off with get the sack. Who is the get the sack candidate for you when you think about the league this week? Oh, this is very easy, Caleb. This is very easy for me. Um, I'm going to go with Tennessee Titans head coach, Mike Vrabel, Caleb. I'm going to go with Mike Vrabel this week. He loses to a very sorry Jets team. He shouldn't have lost. This is my knock on the Titans, okay? They can be very, very good, okay? Normally, when Derrick Henry runs the ball 33 times, good things happen. Well, Caleb, this time they lost, on a Randy Bullock miss in overtime to even settle for a tie. There's no reason this team should tie with the New York Jets. Okay, this team is not built 
uh, to come from behind. They have not fixed that issue. You can say, oh, well, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones were out. Okay, sure, you can say that. But let's be honest, Caleb, they weren't using their full potential. This is still Derrick Henry's team, and they still cannot come from behind uh, to win a football game. So until they get it figured out, my get the sack is going to be Mike Vrabel. I mean, I do think – and to defend him a little bit. I mean, it is hard when both of your starting receivers are out, but I agree with you. You just have no reason to be down to the Jets. I mean, it could be a close game. I just think they they should never have lost the lead, right? It felt like the Titans should have just been able to control it. Like you said, it should have been a simple, you know, we control the clock, uh, we grind it out, and that's the end of it. You know, I, I agree with you. I, I think it's a lot of pressure on Brable right now. Um, I think it's in the worst division of football. And, you know, I think the fact that Tennessee is somehow some ways in pretty good position to win the division is pretty nuts, uh, given the way that Brable has coached uh, the last four weeks. Um, Bryce, I was going to go with this coach, um, but, you know, there was a game that happened on Monday night. And I'm going to go with John Gruden here. You have no business sitting here and talking about the fact that you're going to see, you know, while the Chargers uh, team is in rain delay and, and, and the stadium doesn't work as billion dollar stadium. It's like, well, that's just really affecting our team. You are three and O and you consistently say that your team is playoff ready division title ready. And they paid you big bucks to whine about an opponent's stadium? <laughs> no, I don't think so. They pay you big bucks so that you can win. And in my personal opinion, Bryce, you know I felt about the Raiders. I just don't believe in the Raiders. But this just only makes this easier for me to believe in that statement. You cannot sit here and, and put up lousy excuses like that when you basically got your butt kicked by the Chargers. Period. And Bryce, you, you've talked about this and alluded to this, that the Chargers, in terms of a home game, they're still earning the respect from the people in Los Angeles. They're not getting the big fan base like the Rams or, you know, the Lakers or things of that nature. So it's not as big of a, quote, home game as it is for most teams. And that favored the Raiders. And that favored a 3-0 and Raiders team. What do they do? They lose by two touchdowns. They lose by two touchdowns. Derek Carr, I, I mean, look, I... I Two touchdowns and a pick, okay. Um, I mean, the Josh Jacobs thing, you're battling him through injury. Obviously, there's a reasonable expectation and cautious expectation here, but I just think it's disappointing. I just think it's disappointing that um, that's what you're going to think about. Uh, when you're a team that's 3-0 and and you're in that good of a division, uh, you just have to ride the momentum. And the fact is, John Gruden is sitting there talking about, you know, what could have happened and what, you know, instead of what actually happened on the field and what actually happened on the field was he got torched by Justin Herbert who had himself a day and Austin Eckler came out and dominated. Anyhow, we'll move into the, uh, the first game that I would like to talk about Bryce. And that's the Sunday football game. I, well, actually real quick, before we talk about Sunday night game, how do you have your offensive player and defensive players of the week? Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, and Caleb, I'm actually going to pick my first quarterback. Uh, this like season that. for offensive okay. player of the week, uh, there are okay. a lot of candidates. Okay. Um, you could pick Ezekiel Elliott. You could pick Austin Eckler. You could pick Tyreek Hill. I'm going to go quarterback Caleb. And I don't think All it's right. a quarterback that you expect. Okay. I am going to go with Taylor Heineke. 
Taylor Heineke from the Washington football team. Okay. Here's a stat line. 23 of 33, 290 yards and three touchdowns and a nice come from behind victory uh, against the Atlanta Falcons. Is that saying much? Not really. But again, Heineke comes in ready to play. Okay. He's leading this football team to a 500 record at the moment. And that's that's about where we expected them to be, Caleb. Yeah. And, and I mean, he's been outstanding. Him and Terry McLaurin ha- have a chemistry that is just one of the best in the league. Honestly, honestly, yeah, I mean, I agree. Terry McLaurin had a stat line of his own six receptions, 123 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. So Taylor Heineke is my offensive player of the week. Or you want me to go ahead and go into my defense? Yeah, just go on your defense. Yeah, go on your defense. All right. Caleb, I'm going to shock you with this one, too. And, and it's only because of one play. One play. Okay. A wide receiver is my defensive player of the week. Okay. Who would that be? Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro is my defensive player. Wow. Caleb. That's a first. That man (laughs) threw down a textbook, jar the ball loose, tackle on a fake punt. Well executed by the Chargers. It was a beautiful throw by the punter. Hunter Renfro ran like a free safety from from the punt returner position and blew up this fake punt. This dude didn't have a chance to cradle that ball into his body. Hunter Renfro lowered his helmet and he put the crown of his helmet right on that ball and jarred that thing loose. Caleb Hunter Renfro is my defensive player of the week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's not the direction that I expected. Uh, that's not the direction that uh, I would have guessed uh, for, for defensive player of the week. Uh, but, but hey, uh, we're we are gonna we are just gonna take it one day. At that's a time. what we do on Lynn Sandy. We do yeah. crazy stuff. That is exactly right. Um, Bryce, I'm gonna go uh, in a different direction here. Not really uh, performance based. Um, but just more um, based off the situation uh, going on here. And I'm going to go with Quincy Williams and Quentin Williams. Uh, and you know, they, they, you know, they're obviously brothers. They, they get their first uh, sacks, uh, you know, and they get that sacks in the same game. And, and obviously there is, you know, a tremendous history. The grandma was there. Everybody was um, excited about that. Um, and, you know, they, you know, their mother, uh, Mar- Marquisha Henderson Williams, uh, had breast cancer at the age of 37 uh, in 2010. And uh, they dedicated the game to their mother. Uh, it was a, it was touching. It was very beautiful. Um, you know, obviously people have heard of, uh, you know, Quentin Williams from his time in Alabama, you know, top five to pick. He was he was great and very talented. But to be honest, Bryce, I just thought it was super neat. Uh, and the whole moment uh, was was just very touching. And, uh, you know, just you just don't see that very often. And, and you know, obviously, Bryce, that doesn't, you know, there isn't a, an insane amount of stats here. I mean, sure, you know, Quentin Williams, uh, you know, was able to come in and, and, and play the type of game that we are capable and, and used to seeing. But Quincy Williams ended up with 10 solo tackles. Uh, and and Williams, been, he was really good. He yeah, was he really was, good on he Derrick was, Henry and Jeremy yeah. McNichols on those screen passes. Yes. And, you know, Quentin did get two sacks, but it was just, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing to see. And, uh, you know, they did get the win over, over the Titans and, and uh, it was, it was great. Uh, I feel like it was, it was very touching, very powerful. And, uh, you know, 
uh, hope they continue to uh, get better from that loss. Uh, you know, and then in terms of uh, my offensive player, Bryce, I, I had a lot of people that I thought about. Um, you know, many, many different people came through my mind. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, obviously, like you mentioned, um, a Zeke Elliott type, uh, a player like that. I'm going to go with Saquon Barkley for the simple fact that ah. you know he came back and, I mean, it just looked like he was what everybody expected him to be. Mm. Five for 74 and a touchdown, 13 and 52 and a touchdown. You know, he's had two touchdowns on the night. Uh, he basically sealed the game for them. I mean, he looked like the guy that everybody knew of before this injury. And, you know, when Saquon is playing at the level that he's playing at, it's going to give their chance. It's going to give their team a chance, period. It's a bad enough division where a player of that level of talent can change a game. And, you know, I thought in this game, you know, with between the Giants and the Saints, which we'll talk about later, that's what I think happened. Saquon Barkley was on the Giants and he was not on the Saints. And I think that was the key. And that's why I'm going to put him as uh, my offensive player of the week. But next up, we'll just go into New England and Tampa. Bryce, the Sunday night football game, uh, which was being played that, to be honest with you, I just thought was going to be a, a lousy game. It's not even going to. Uh, sugarcoated. I thought it was going to be lousy and I thought it was going to be overrated and a joke. I thought that Tom Brady was going to come in and blow him out. I didn't really think it would be uh, a very big game, but it turned out it was the exact opposite. Uh, it was a uh, 19 to 17 game and Tampa still found a way to win. But I, I mean, Bryce, I just think this says a lot about uh, the Patriots fight and determination. Uh, this was a team I have pretty much uh, given the, the absolute, I have destroyed this team. I mean, I have, I have not liked this team all season and, uh, and I still don't, but I, st- I think that they really came out and proved to a lot of people that they're going to compete, that they're going to make the plays that are needed to put themselves in position to win games. And uh, the fact that they only lost by two points to Tampa is just unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, obvi- I mean, you knew Bill Belichick was going to have a game plan. Uh, for, for, for Tampa Bay. Uh, what I didn't see coming was New England offensively, Caleb, honestly. Uh, I mean, they yeah. had great success That's with Mac Jones. Mac Jones threw the ball 40 times, and New England only ran the ball eight times for negative one yard. That That's just tells true. you how stout that that Tampa Bay uh, front seven is. But, yeah. I mean, they are struggling mightily in the secondary, Tampa Bay is. And, and I mean, Mac Jones, 100%. 31 of 40. Uh, for 275 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Um, Obviously, I mean, you would expect more yards if you complete 31 passes. Um, But, I mean, that's neither here nor there. I mean, he threw for two touchdowns, Caleb. He he kept them in this game. Uh, We we saw the tight ends that they paid this offseason finally come uh, to work. Uh, Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, both catching the touchdowns. I mean, this is a very, very close matchup, and we were inches away uh, for, from new from the New England Patriots potentially winning this game, I mean, right. I and I don't I don't agree with the the decision to kick it on fourth and three, especially when Mac Jones w- was doing very well, and you're yeah. playing to the strength of him, right? You're right. you're looking for the short pass. You don't. So you're telling me you don't trust Mac Jones to throw for three I, yards? I, I, yeah, I right? agree with that. And, and and you you decide to go throw Nick Folk out there, who's a good kicker. Right. Uh, to kick a 56 yarder in a rainstorm. I just, I don't know about that decision, Caleb. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, for Tampa Bay, they just grinded it out. You know, a lot of field yeah. goals, uh, Ronald Jones, uh, maybe getting out of the doghouse, getting the touchdown. I don't know, but um, yeah. I don't know. Overall, it was an entertaining game. All primetime games so far, Caleb, have been fairly good. I agree. 
And, you know, I, I thought the exact same thing, Bryce, when watching the Patriots offensively is like, you know, this team clearly is not wanting Mac Jones to throw the ball 20 yards downfield. Like that is not what they're trying to do. They just want him to take what the defense is giving him. And what that means is just being smart with intermediate passes and, you know, being efficient and taking 15 play drives and making long drives out of them. Uh, but I agree with you, Bryce. It, it seems as if there's almost a level of like, well, how aggressive can we be with him? But then, you know, Bryce, I just would simply argue. I mean, if you follow the dollars, you know, they should be confident in their wide receivers to get aggressive so that they can make the plays. I mean, I just think you look at the wide receivers, you look at the tight ends that they paid this off season. I mean, I don't think you pay those guys to not be aggressive in the passing game. Right. I a hundred percent agree. And, you know, ask Dallas fans how Nick folk did all he did and miss all he did was pretty much miss field goals in his time in Dallas when it mattered the way I see it, you know, is why I agree with you. Why are you trying to rely on him in a situation when you're down, when you really need something, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And, you know, when it comes to the the Buccaneers, I mean, this is the type of win, Bryce, that can really change the overall confidence of your team. It's a gritty game. Uh, there was a lot of pressure on you. And they were absolutely able to come out of this feeling really good. You know, in a rainy game with the way they like to play, with the long passes, vertical passing game, you know, for them to still get 75 yards from Mike Evans, 63 from Brown, and 55 from Godwin is awfully good. And Leonard Fournette looked ridiculously good in this game. You know, he had 92 rushing yards, 47 in the pass. I mean, I just I just think that that is a good sign. That's a good sign for them. And, you know, I think for Tampa, this is a game that's going to move you into a place where you just feel even more confident about where you are. And if you're New England, you're saying, well – you know, I like the fact that we can compete. I like the fact that we're not just going to sit there and hand a game over. And, and that's, that's kind of how I feel about that. Uh, Chargers, Raiders, Monday night. Uh, you know, Chargers came out. They won by two uh, touchdowns, 28 to 14, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Bryce, uh, you've, you've talked about the Raiders. You like the Raiders. You've expressed how much you like the Raiders. And you've expressed how much you like them way more than me. Does this change your opinion of the Raiders with the fact that they lost two touchdowns and the way they handled themselves in the post game. Um, I don't know that I necessarily dislike them more. Um, I, I think this is just a really tough team. I think the chargers are a legitimate threat uh, in the AFC. I, I think their defense is coming together. I think Brandon Staley is a bright, bright uh, young guy. Um, obviously Joe Lombardi with, with Justin Herbert has just been outstanding this season. Yeah. And, and right. I mean, when you get Austin Eckler going, when he's rushing for 7.8 yards, a carry hundred percent, I mean, Caleb, I, you're, you're probably not going to stop this team. I, I mean, I, I like the way the Raiders battled in the third quarter. Um, they, they scored yeah. 14 unanswered points, or basically 14 unanswered points um, in the right. third quarter. And we thought there was a comeback trail. And, and the Chargers, uh, they grinded out a touchdown drive early in the fourth quarter to basically put yeah. the game away and, and trust their defense. Uh, I, I think what was interesting what was Joey Bosa's comments after the game. <laughs> um, about yeah. Derek Carr, get pressure on yeah. him, and he and he just shuts down. Uh, Carr responded to that uh, today, saying, "You know, the, those those comments really irked him, um, and he's going to be motivated by that." Well, I, I hope he is, Caleb. I like Derek Carr. I know you like Derek Carr, and, and when Derek Carr is at his best, uh, this Raiders team looks dang near unstoppable as well. Uh, in this game, they. Uh, 
they just weren't able to protect Derek Carr. And he just wasn't able to get going. And and not to mention, like you said, Josh Jacobs is battling injuries, 13 carries uh, for 40 yards. That's rough. That's rough. You didn't establish the run like like a John Gruden team would. Uh, And that just stifled their offense, just stifled it. But this Chargers team, you better watch out for it, Caleb. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, they're getting it done, Bryce, with multiple different players. If you would have told me they would have won by two touchdowns and scored 28 points, but Mike Williams only had 11 yards on one catch. I mean, I would have said that's really funny, but they would lose. They would be the other way around. They would lose two touchdowns to the Raiders. I, if, you know, before this game, that's what I would have said. And, you know, the fact that they can do it with a great Jared Cook game, they can do it with, you know, a balanced attack with a guy like, you know, Keenan Allen and seven catches and 36 yards. And, you know, they're getting the ball, Justin Jackson, in the passing game. It's, it's just, they've got a lot of weapons they like to use and it's to their advantage in the way that they use them. And, and they strategize and, and, and do an awfully good job of putting him in successful places. And when you just look at this defense, Bryce, I mean, it's just, it's massively improved. I mean, and I'm not going to, to be honest with you, like, cause I get it. Brandon Staley has this scheme and Brandon's, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, these players have taken massive steps. All right. And, you know, you, you and I have talked about Sam Jr. and his, his steps, but, you know, when you're with an actually, I mean, I don't care that I'm going to say this when you're actually with a legit elite defensive mind, like Derwin James is great players will rise when you're around that. It's just how it works to a certain extent. McCarthy just became lethargic for Aaron Rodgers. They just became lethargic. That's not a bad thing. It's just you get to a certain place in your greatness. And sometimes it just doesn't. You you just have to get somebody else who's just a different mind or in a different place. And that's exactly what I think is happening for a guy like Derwin James. That's exactly what I think is happening for a guy like Joey Bosa. Right. And and then, you know, they still have legitimate inside presence in Linval Joseph, a guy that I've always really liked and enjoyed. And Christian Covington's been a legit project for them. And I think he's really shown some promise. And, you know, I think he can give them a lot on the defensive line. I just the Chargers came out of this game. I agree. With, I agree with you, Bryce, proving a point that they are one of the top teams in the AFC. And they cannot be. And, and honestly, uh, if you had me power rank the AFC West right now, oh, they're number one for me. Well, they have uh, they're number to be. one, you they know, and, and it's and that's that's nuts because I would not have said that uh, before the season. I would have said maybe two, maybe three, but they're number one. And Bryce, they're number one by a mile, and and that to me is something that I have been impressed with yeah, when watching this team over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Next up, uh, the Colts and the Dolphins. Yeah, Bryce, baby, uh, a game where you saw the Indianapolis Colts take the victory over the Miami Dolphins. You know, what did you see from your team? Maybe that you didn't see over the uh, first three weeks or you didn't win a single game. <laughs> well, here's what I saw, Caleb. And stop laughing. Stop laughing. Okay, here's what I saw. I saw uh, – I'm going to talk about run game here, okay? We saw Jonathan Taylor finally get his first 100-yard game of the season, okay? And he touched the ball 16 times in the run game. Yes. Just in the run game. And good things happen. It's amazing. He averaged 6.4 yards a carry. Yes. Okay? Amazing. Now, let me flip it. Let me flip okay. it to the defensive side of the ball. Indianapolis run defense. They held Miami to 35 yards rushing. 35. Okay? That, that's that's great improvement. Now, albeit Miami has an issue with the run game. They do. But but to, holding any team to 35 rush yards I agree. is a good feat. It really yeah. is. Yeah. 
I thought Carson Wentz looked really good. Um, we still can't protect him the way we want to. Um, but when he had time, Caleb, he was delivering throws. There is no denying that. He was making plays. He made smart yep. decisions. And in fact, Caleb, I have a stat for you. I have a stat for you. Go and ahead. I sent this to you. Okay. Carson okay. Wentz okay. has not put one single ball in harm's way. Uh, what The way they term it is a turnover worthy play. One time this season. Wow. In four games, he has not done it once. Wow. He's smart with the ball. He's only thrown one interception, which, again, who knows what happened on that little shovel pass? I don't know. Maybe it's just Aaron Donald just being Aaron Donald. I don't know. But, Caleb, I like what I see. I I think this is going to give this team some confidence. And, boy, they're going to need it because Monday night they go to Baltimore and they face Lamar Jackson. Hey, that is going to be a massive game for both sides. I think it's going to I be agree. big for, for Baltimore, and I think it's be, going to be big for the Colts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, you finally got the running game going. Um, I, I think that was great to see for Colts fans. You know, that's the identity of what you want to be, and they've never sugarcoated that. Uh, but that's that's it, it dominated. Uh to be honest, for me, Bryce, what really stands out is the fact that they're actually choosing to use Moalika. I agree. I totally they're choosing, agree. I they're choosing that. to use him. They're choosing to get him involved. They are designing plays for him to be in big situations, to make plays when it matters. The Colts need to be doing that a whole lot more besides putting out Jack Boyle. Okay? I agree. Andrew well, Luck he is, was on the sideline a lot. Andrew, Andrew, Luck, Andrew Luck is not on the team. Andrew Luck is not on the team, and that had a gigantic influence in bringing in a guy like Jack Doyle back. Yes. The Colts, the Colts need to find a different and move in a different direction with the tight end spot. That's what Moali Cox gives you. He is a hack in the red zone in every every way, shape, or form. Incredible catch. There's no reason that he can't come in and just deliver like that on a consistent basis. Uh, for the Dolphins, um, I don't even know. What I'm to hitting say. the. I, I'm hitting the panic button. You know, you you are you are one in three. Your quarterback situation is tragic. Your wide receiver play, I think, is just. Uh, it's been under the radar. I mean, there's no other way to look at. You you, you would have expected more from Jalen Waddle, okay? And I understand that Wolf Fuller is continuing to battle injuries. But no, that's a joke. Always been that's a guy a that's yeah. battled through injuries, and he got paid way too much from the Miami Dolphins, and I think it's going to cost him. And then I think the other problem is like, you know, I like Devontae Parker. Okay, but golly, Bryce, this doesn't even look like a different wide receiver group than last year, right? Because Fuller can't get healthy. You know, Waddle's not showing the promise that, you know, they picked him to be. They said he was by far the best player they could have picked. Well, where is it showing, Bryce? It's a problem for me. This is a defense that I had high level of expectations for. They could not do anything against the Colts. And Bryce, you and I have talked about the Colts lacking any sort of offensive line right now, given the injuries. Yeah, it's a, it, To me, it's it's a disappointing loss. I'm hitting the panic button really hard on the Dolphins because you came out, you looked really good last year, and you t- talk about how good your team was and how great your team was. Where is it now? Where is it now? And I don't think it's coaching. I want to make that clear. I don't think that's coaching. I think that's players yeah, needing I think it's to personnel. Be I think it's personnel. Next up, Los Angeles against Arizona when Arizona kicked the brakes off the Rams. 
I thought it was, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was honestly ridiculous. You know, the Rams, the Rams were looking insane heading into that game and the Arizona Cardinals said, well, we're going to show you why we're the best team in our division. And and they came out and just dominated 37 to 20. Kyler Murray is looking like a freaking MVP candidate and they're not even losing a step in the running game. They're getting a balanced attack from the offensive you know, particularly from the wide receivers and, you know, the defense is making massive steps. I mean, I just, I don't know if we're I'm trying not to get too hyped up here. Okay. But the consistency of Kyler Murray has got, I mean, that's been the key, you know, he's always had high moments, but he always then has a low moment. I don't, I don't have a low moment for him in four weeks of play. I don't have a low moment. He's just playing out of his mind right now. I'm unbelievable. I mean, it, I mean, Caleb, I think this is the surprise of the week, right? Sure. I, I, I think it absolutely is. I mean, we were, I mean, Arizona just kept scoring touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. And Caleb, we, we don't scoff at this Rams defense. Right. We don't scoff at it. Okay. Uh, but I mean, you know, containing Kyler Murray is a tall task. Um, and, and this is what we saw. But I, to your point, Caleb, it's a balanced attack, right? They show you that. Not only can Kyler Murray throw bombs, but we can also run the ball at the goal line with James Conner, who is over. I, I feel like it was an overlooked signing. It was an overlooked signing. People thought he was washed. I don't think he's washed. I Do I think Chase Edmonds still should be the feature back? Yes, I do. I think Chase Edmonds deserve a shot. And I think he deserves to be a big part of that offense because I think he's very versatile. Um, I mean, Edmonds did have a good game, 12 carries, 120 yards. I mean, he's averaging 10 yards a carry. Uh, you can't complain with that. And he caught four balls for 19 yards. So, I mean, he's getting touches, but I, I don't think he should be losing touches to James Conner. I, I really don't. I really don't. I like James Conner, but give Edmonds the ball more. I think you're going to see more high scores like this if you do that. But, I mean, hey, props to the Arizona Cardinals for for being the last undefeated team in the NFL so early. Absolutely. Um, but, I mean, this defense has come, in a long, come a long way, too. I mean, Caleb, again, we, we had questioned the secondary in our previews uh, before yeah, the did. season started. Heck and Byron yeah. Murphy Jr. has answered the freaking bell. He's number one, number one, number one corner for them. He's clearly uh, an- established that. Uh, another pick this year off a Stafford bomb. Uh, to, I think it was Deshaun Jackson. Pick that off with ease. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but if you're the Rams, I'm not panicking, Caleb. I'm not panicking. I'm no, really I'm not. not. I mean, Daryl Henderson was back this week. 14 carries, 89 yards. I'm encouraged by that. Absolutely. I'm very encouraged. Absolutely. So yeah. I think they're going to be fine um, if they see each other again in the playoffs. Oh, well, they, they'll see each other again later this year. I yeah. think it's going to be a different story. I, and in fact, yeah. in fact, Caleb, Caleb, mark my words. The next time they play each other, it's going to be the game of the year. Game of the year. Wow. Wow. I mean, I, I mean, they, they are they are really it, it is a team. You know, when you're talking about the Cardinals, that obviously has had their fair share of success. When I look at the Rams. Here's my issue. You the Rams, the way they have constructed their team is entirely based around stars. So when you pay the money that you are paying to those stars and they're A, being underutilized or B, not matching up to the talent that they're supposed to be, then that's a problem. Where I'm going with this, Bryce, I think you know exactly what I'm saying. Get Robert Woods more involved. 
Yeah. Get Robert Woods more involved. I mean, he had six targets. He had four for 48 and a touchdown. It's been better than what he's been putting up over the last three. But I think that there has got to be more of a point of emphasis for McVay to look to get him going. Stafford at times doesn't even look for him. He doesn't even have anything around him. And that is just embarrassing. You know, he's got to be able to look for him. They've got to design place to get him the ball. And, you know, for this defense, I just think it's embarrassing. You gave up 37 points. I don't really care uh, that you face the Cardinals offense. 37 points is an absolute joke. And a team and the Rams and the way that they're built. Like, I mean, you everybody likes talking about their defense. I like talking about the defense. But the fact is, like, they they absolutely just got destroyed. Every guy had his number. DeAndre Hopkins, four for 67. And I love Jalen Ramsey, but. Golly, man. Uh, A.J. Green, 567. Touchdown. A.J. Green's looking really good right now. That's looking like a steal. You want to talk about an under-the-radar signing? Bryce, that's an under-the-radar signing. You know, I just think that the the Rams defensively have been frustrating in this game. I just would have expected less than 37 points being given up by a team that everybody's trying to just, you know, everyone's trying to get everything from them. Right. Everybody's trying to get their schemes, get their types of personnel. And the Cardinals ate it. And I wonder if that's going to be something that uh, will, you know, somewhat, you know, if if teams will take some of what the Cardinals did and put it in their own gameplay. Uh, Next up, we got the Niners and the Seahawks, a game that I was really intrigued by all week. Game that I had marked down. I was like, I need to follow this. Like good to two good Matt teams and good division. It's a division game. So obviously you want to make sure you win it. Um, Bryce, I just came out of this game um, awfully impressed uh, with Seattle. Uh, awfully impressed. You know, you came out and um, it, it didn't look it didn't look great. I mean, there's no sugarcoating it. You look at the stats; the running game wasn't great. Uh, you look at the receiving game; it wasn't great. Um, but this game, in my personal opinion, was won because they were able to do enough on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, sir, Debo Samuel had 156 yards and two touchdowns. It's a big number. But, you know, I feel like they did enough to limit what San Francisco was able to do. And, and, you know, San Francisco is now 0-2 at home. And to me, that is a a big deal. And Seattle's wins are both coming from road games, uh, which I think is always a good sign if you can win on the road. So, Bryce, how do you look at this game here? Well, I think this is an interesting game, right? Because, I mean, you're still seeing high-quality football, but you're kind of looking at the bottom of the division here, uh, which I think is interesting. Um, but Seattle needed this game, Caleb. They needed it. They needed this game. It seemed like the the Seattle offense was starting to slow after Tyler Lockett's big first couple of weeks. Um, again, again, I have an issue with DK Metcalf. I have a you're big ridiculous time issue. I have That's a, ridiculous. I, why? Why am I being ridiculous? ridiculous. I, no, no, no. You're telling me you can't dominate the, <laughs> this San Francisco secondary? Are you kidding me? Are you're you kidding me? me? Didn't. You're telling no, me I, didn't. no, I don't. I don't think Four for so. For 65 and a touchdown on eight targets. You're telling me that's no. not dominant? No, I think I think it, I think he's better than that. Uh, I really do. I think. Okay, he's I fine. I fine. I think that he's better than that. But you're acting. But he's he's still had a good game. He still he has many catches as Tyler Lockett. Okay, but that, that that could be that's game that's game plan. That could be the way that things are designed. You're acting like DK Metcalf. No, is no, no. Right you know what the game plan should be? Get oh. DK Metcalf the ball. Period. Oh my gosh. Dude. 
But hey, oh, I know. Seattle, I'm glad they DK over Paris. Look, I, I, I'm, I I'm happy Seattle won this game. They needed this game. You know, yes, I agree with you, Caleb. I think they need to establish the run game a little bit more. Uh, Chris Carson is battling through injuries again. Um, you know, that could leave the door open for a guy like Alex Collins uh, to, to burst through and, and have some breakouts. Um, I mean, obviously, self concerns about the Seattle defense. I mean, how in the world, how in the world, Caleb Lynn, do you forget about Debo Samuel standing wide open on the sideline? Who yeah, Trey Lance just pitch and catches and runs 75 yeah. yards. I, I don't get that. I go, it's not great. I but don't it's like- get that. No, it's, no, it's not good at all. It's not deep, good. Deep. Okay, but I mean, Debo Samuel, Zuma Samuel has been really good this season. I mean, okay, I, but okay, he's like their best receiver. You can't let him get that wide up. There's no one within ten feet of him. That's fair. But I mean, Caleb, I'm going to go out on a limb here. No. Well, well, first let me pray with this. Jimmy G left the game with an injury. Okay. Yes, he did. Yeah. There was initial doubt that he would be out for a couple weeks. Mm. Caleb, he is trying to play. This coming week. And I'll tell you why. Because if he misses a week, let alone three to four weeks, <laughs> yeah. he will never play another Good. down, meaningful down for the San Francisco 49ers. Because I think Trey Lance was good in this game. And I think it's time, Caleb. I think it's time. There's another quarterback whose time has come, which I'm sure we will get to. And I will destroy destroy the head coach in front office for it. I think it's Trey Lance time, baby. I think it's time, Caleb. Come on. Come on. Join me. Join me. I I think it is. I do think it's Trey Lance time. I agree. You know, I I think they need to move forward with that. They need to get comfortable with him being their quarterback. And, you know, I think you nailed it on the head. I don't want to go too much farther. Uh, Steelers and Packers, Bryce. uh, I just thought this was a game. How did this get in here? It was so it was so ugly. How did this get in here? It was not the greatest uh, we've ever seen. It just was disgusting. It wasn't great. Uh, You know, Pittsburgh, they're they're like, I don't even know how to describe it. They're just barely walking offensively. The, the, The Packers, you know, balanced Rodgers had. 250, about 250 yards. They coasted. They coasted. I mean, it just, it was, yeah, it's just a very ugly game from the Steelers. Just ugly. I feel like that's what it comes down to. Caleb, I was sitting at Chicago's Pizza in Greenwood, Indiana with our lovely guest, Zachary Griffith, this weekend or this week. And on the television screen that was in the Chicago's Pizza, the NFL network was on. The headline was, how in the world did the Steelers beat the Buffalo Bills in week one? And honestly, Caleb, I don't have an answer for you. I don't get this. This offense sucks. This team sucks. Ben Roethlisberger sucks mightily. Please retire. Please, Mike Tomlin, bench this guy. If you are who you say you are, Mike Tomlin, and the best players will play, then bench this bum. Oh. <laughs> this bum. Oh, okay. All right, Bryce. <laughs> this is an embarrassment. 
This is an embarrassment. I, I, it's not good. There's no other way to put it. Ben, Ben is killing them. He's Juju Smith Schuster sucks, by the way. No, and I'm not. I'm not letting you say that. They, yes, they suck. No, I'm, I'm make TikToks. No, Don't make I'm, TikToks I'm, for a career. I'm, I'm not letting you say that. I think it is absolutely 1,000 percent on Ben Roethlisberger why they're not doing well. It's he is just not giving you anything. You can't adjust your protections. You know, it's a you know Najee Harris seven targets and receptions. Everything is quick pass underneath Deontay Johnson, you know, guys like that are having to come in, make quick plays. I think Juju Smith Schuster, uh, you know, I just, I think he'll get it going. I'm not really worried about it. Claypool will come back, probably come back strong, but I just think this team is just absolutely hindered by Ben Roethlisberger quarterback. And I just think that's the summary of this game, you know, from the Packers perspective, like you said, they ghosted AJ Dillon in a good game. It's kind of, I see it. Dallas, Carolina, uh, you know, Dallas, look, they were up. They were up big. Uh, Carolina tried to sneak back in. Uh, I mean, Bryce, I think it's fair to say some garbage points at the end uh, just be, to try to come back. I don't really take that as like a, oh, that's horrible on Dallas's part. You know, the Dallas pretty much had this game. Okay. Uh, what do you see from this matchup? And and from my personal opinion, the best offensive league in the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Caleb, I'm going to say another thing. I, man, I, I'm, I'm on take machine tonight. Okay, yeah, I'm going to give you a take here, Caleb. Okay. <clears throat> the Dallas Cowboys okay. are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Uh, that I, I like. said it. I said it. I said it. Don't be afraid to say it. Don't Caleb be <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott just ran over the number one defense in the league. He ran the ball 20 times for 140 yards and a touchdown. 7.2 yards on the ad- uh, on yes. average. <laughs> Dak Prescott only completed 14 passes. Only had to throw at 22. But guess what, Caleb? He threw four touchdowns. Four. Right. Four of them right. against the number right. one defense in the league. Okay. And, and no it. wonder, no wonder the Carolina Panthers traded for Stephon Gilmore today. Right. No wonder. But uh, Caleb, can I just say, Trayvon Diggs, we keep talking yeah, about him every keeps week. Answering we can't the stop bell. talking about him. Trayvon yeah. Diggs has been outstanding. Now, look, I get DJ Moore got his. Okay. DJ Moore is going to get his no matter what. Okay. He's getting like 10 to 12 targets a game. Okay. I mean, he's just right. going to get his. All right. But I mean, Trayvon Diggs, he's legitimate. He is legitimate. Yeah. He has taken a step this season, and, and I, it's it's great. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. As far as Carolina, I'm not panicking. I'm not. No, I'm not panicking. either. Okay? Absolutely yeah, not. I mean, you just traded for C.J. Henderson. You traded for, for Stephon Gilmore. J.C. Yeah. Horn's going to come back. Okay? Like, I mean, they have they're, – they're, they're filling their voids right now. Yeah. They're doing it as a – Caleb, I, I, we also talked about this earlier – I feel like Carolina's in a win now mode, but I don't know that they're ready to win now. I really don't know. And, and, and it hinges on Sam Darnold for me. Okay. Sam Darnold hasn't really like blown me away this season. Like he's had good stats, but I'm getting game manager vibes. I know you don't like that, but I'm, I'm totally getting game manager vibes here. I, I, I look at it as a Jimmy G situation in the Super Bowl, And I look at it as a Jared Goff situation in the Super Bowl, Right. Do you trust Sam Darnold? I think to he's make, more talented make, than. Come on, you think he's, he, maybe, he's more talented than golf? Oh yes, okay, yes, I agree with that. But Caleb, do you trust Sam Darnold to deliver a really hard, tough, big time throw in the clutch to win you a game? I don't know. 
not, I really don't not know. right now. Not right now. Not right and, now. and that's what I'm that saying. I, I think Carolina's ahead of the curve here. I don't know if they need to make these moves yet because Stefan Gilmore may not resign. Okay, he's on an expiring contract. He may not resign. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's I mean, fair. these are things that you got to look at. Yeah, you know, I, I think the way to look at this game. I think you're right. You know, obviously it's the reason they went out and did what they did. You know, you look at, you know, how they tried to handle the passing game, how they tried to, you know, go out and get Gilmore and get CJ Anderson. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Um, you know, and I think for Carolina, like I said, I'm not, my panic level is not huge. No, I, no, I think no, they, no. it's not really even there. When no. I think about, I just, I think your take on Dallas is 100% correct. They're going to run the ball when they want to run the ball. And they got two guys that they like, and they got two guys that are good at it. They got two really good wide receivers. Disappointed by Lamb. Disappointed. I, I, two for you 13. Know what? Hard knocks but, hype. It's the hard knocks hype. But, you know, hype. I just, I think that, uh, you know, that he'll get it back. I just think it's disappointing the way that he played in this game. But if you have guys like Dalton Schultz who can come in and step up in the way he did, that eliminates some of that you know, maybe not ideal game. Uh, Bryce, I, I mean, we can't ignore the Dallas Cowboy defense, particularly the pass rush. Uh, we, we cannot do that. Uh, Randy Gregory with two sacks. Uh, Randy Gregory has completely stepped up. There is no other way to look at it. Uh, two sacks for it. He has been amazing. And he needed to. He needed and, to. And he, he is, you know, you know, there's certain times, Bryce, they're the old cliche of the next man up. Mm-hmm. While Demarcus Lawrence is out, and Randy Gregory has established himself as a legitimate pass rusher for the Absolutely. Dallas Cowboys, not just as a replacement, but as a legitimate pass rusher. And then Basham, uh, Bryce, a former Colt, uh, yeah. gets a sack. I mean, it's just a really good thing uh, for them moving forward to see this type of impact, to see this type of uh, defensive play. Dan Quinn's been awesome, and there's no reason uh, that, you know, I don't think it'll stop. Uh, next up for us, uh, we have Washington and Atlanta, uh, a game that Bryce, I think, you know, obviously you mentioned a lot about Heineke. You mentioned the impact that he had to put him in positions to win. Um, so I don't want to go too much into Washington, but you know, I do think that it's fair to talk about it from the Atlanta perspective. Um, the Atlanta perspective, man, you know, they are a team that is starting to come out of their shell a little bit offensively. It feels like we're getting more of an idea of what Arthur Smith is wanting to do. We're getting a completely different Arthur Smith style of offense, which nobody's talking about. You know, this is a team that's not running the ball 30 times a game with one running back. They're throwing the ball 36 times a game. They're balancing their passing attack with, you know, a guy that, you know, I think has been kind of redeemed in Cordero Patterson. Kyle Pitts looks promised and Calvin Ridley's been really good for them. They've got three legitimate guys that they are working to get the ball to. And I just think, Bryce, you know, when you're looking at it from Atlanta's perspective, I just think you have to be encouraged by the fact that it seems like Arthur Smith has came in and has done what he's supposed to do, make the offense better. You're not asking Arthur Smith to win 10 games. That's not what you're asking him to do right now. You're just you're just saying, okay, let me see what I have. Let me see what I can work with. And obviously we knew the defense is going to have issues, right? There's no if, and, or but to that. But the offense is really taking strides, and I think that needs to be talked about, Bryce. 
They are taking strides, Caleb, but I, I think here, here's kind of the problem. And I agree with you, right? They're, they're in a rebuilding stage and they're going to open the offense up. But Caleb, Matt, Matt Ryan doesn't have a lot of time left. And, and that's the thing. It's like Matt Ryan is still, can still be an elite quarterback in this league. I really want to see Matt Ryan in a place where he can succeed, though. I really do. I want to see him on a team uh, where he can contend. Um, he can, you know, he's got dynamic playmakers around him. I think he has a couple right now. Um, I, you know, we Kyle Pitts isn't as advertised yet. Okay, we really haven't seen the breakout Kyle Pitts game that that we were hoping for as you know the fourth overall pick in, in the yeah. NFL draft. You know, yeah, yeah, um, I, and yeah. I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see how the how the the season progresses. But Caleb, let me ask you this: I mean, sure. What about Matt Ryan on Washington? How awesome would that be? Him and That'd Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Right. I yeah, mean, I, I mean, if Curtis they have the Samuel, ability, yeah. I, 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 it's not going to happen, but I'm just throwing out these scenarios. I mean, I just want to see Matt Ryan be in a position where he can compete to get in the yeah. playoffs and I make some it. noise again. Yeah. And, and that's really, I mean, look at this stat line, 283 and right. four touchdowns. He can still <laughs> sling it. Yeah. People right. are saying he's taking a step back. It's not true. Yeah. It's not true. It's not true. It's, he's it's legitimate the, in this league. Right. I agree. It's the lack of talent, particularly on the line. Uh, and, and it's just, it's not, going to get you very far in the, in that case. If you're Washington, you come out of this game with a four-point lead, your defense sucks. You know, I, I mean, Bryce, you and I have been absolutely wrong on their defense. Their defense has been horrible. It's it's it, They haven't gotten anything going. Yeah. They've not been able to cover anybody, and they've not been able to put any pressure on the quarterback. The yeah. way that I look at this game was, just to be quite frank, Bryce, Atlanta's defense sucks, and Terry McLaurin's going to chew up every Atlanta corner, and then that's what happened. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not saying that what Terry McLaurin was, needs to be t- talked about more yeah he does he does and we'll get we'll get there we'll get there i feel like our pod's been doing a good job of leading that though in our in our absolutely uh bears lions uh somehow we were talking about a game uh, like this, but it's really because, you know, Justin Fields gets his first win and uh, Bryce, you've been getting a room with Justin Fields. He's been in Ohio state. What do you think of the Chicago bears against the Detroit lions and how Justin Fields looked in this game? Well, obviously, I mean, they didn't give uh, Justin Fields a lot of opportunity to throw the ball. He only threw it 17 times. David Montgomery ran the ball 23 times. If that tells you anything, uh, but they but they lose David Montgomery to the injury uh, for a few yeah. weeks. Um, but Damian Williams is a very capable back. Uh, I expect uh, a Laser, or the offensive coordinator, Laser, to uh, to ru- continue to run the ball. But I, I'm hoping 100%. they they open it back up for Justin Fields and Caleb. That leads us to this. Joseph Fields was announced the full-time starter today, which is an absolute joke. It's a joke because okay. he should have been the starter week one. Matt okay. Nagy should be absolutely fired for this. Okay, he has botched this entire quarterback situation. He botched Justin Fields' first game as a starter. Okay, and now all of a sudden you want to say, oh, Justin's earned this opportunity. Dang it, Matt Nagy, he earned it week one, and you know it. You know it. You came out and you doubled down, you tripled down on Andy Dalton being the starter when he comes back from injury. You doubled down on him being the starter week one. It's a joke that you want to turn to the rookie quarterback that you traded up for with the 11th pick in the NFL draft. It's a joke. 
Matt Nagy is going to lose his job, uh, barring Justin Fields bails him out by being this godsend for the Chicago Bears for who who knows how long it's been since they have a franchise quarterback, probably since Sid Luck, <laughs> the first quarterback ever in the NFL. You know, I mean, it. it's a joke. OK, it's a joke. But, hey, I'm happy for my boy, Justin Fields. Go rep the Ohio State quarterbacks. Uh, put, put, a, put a good taste in people's mouth for Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL. Please, for the love of God, please. That's why I let Bryce start off first. Look, the way that I see this game uh, is I don't really take much away from it in the Detroit perspective. Um, you know, Cephas has been, you know, relatively solid for them. And, you know, Khalif Raymond's been awesome. And Khalif Raymond's been very somehow very good as well. Montgomery being hurt, I think, is a blow for Chicago. You're not going to replace that. Uh, And, and, you know, I just I'm not buying Damian Williams coming in and giving Montgomery production. I'm sorry. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. No, 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 I'm not. not Damian Williams is Damian Williams. Damian Williams. Damian Williams. Don't even give me started on Damian Williams. Stop it. He's not replacing Montgomery production. He's fine. He's not replacing Montgomery production. He's just not. Montgomery is so much better than Williams. It's unbelievable. Give me a break. massive. And Alan Robinson, can we? We just figure out ways to get him involved. No, Darnell Mooney's legit. Alan Robinson's better. Get him the <laughs> yeah, ball. I, know, I mean, I, the way he, that he, I he, see he, this, he, I mean, Darnell yes, Mooney's very good. But I mean, I just think that you've got to get Alan Robinson the football. Okay, three targets is just inexcusable. All right, and, and and the way that I see it for the for the Bears, you know, whatever you did last week, just add to it. <laughs> Don't overcomplicate it. Just do what you got to do. Uh, next up, Bryce, this team made plenty of headlines this week, and they lost this week, and they couldn't find a way to get all their guys back. The Bengals and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars lose this game. Joe Burrow comes out, puts on a nice show in the second half, comes back, beats the Jaguars after they were losing it the first half. Bryce, this is a game where, you know, to be honest, this is so much bigger than the actual game. I mean, I want to talk about Cincinnati, but that's really not the story here it's Jacksonville, just not. I mean, what's going on? I mean, let's well, just start there. Let's. What's yes. happening here? So, so real quick, I I do want to shout out the Bengals. Congrats on being three and yeah. one for real, for right. real. Yeah, honestly, right. Honestly. Yeah, I agree. I, mean, I it, agree. It, it, it sucks. Really that we good. Can't talk it's about really that. good. It's really good. Right. Okay. Um, Caleb, I was reading today, and it was overlooked, and it's now being talked about. Okay, there has not <laughs> been a, a single time where a coach does not ride back. With his team. Right, 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 right. You decide to stay home. Right. And go to a bar. And then you you get videotaped at a bar with your hand between a woman's legs. Urban. Urban, what are you doing? It's, 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 it's not. I mean, it's it's to be honest, it it almost price to to a certain extent. Uh, I mean, it just makes me sick talking about it. You know, the the, the way that I the way that I see this, he well, it's I'm not I. This is what hmm, I'm trying to think about. I want to wear this. I, Urban's I, done this. Urban's done this. He's made decisions that have been awfully questionable in terms of hiring his staff, and you know. The way that the strength coach was handled and, you know, Tim Tebow and, you know, giving these chances and, 
you know, he's also a guy who comes from the college football mentality of, you know, don't do anything that's going to hurt our team. Don't do anything that's going to hurt our perception of the team or the perception of the university, or don't do anything that's going to hurt our program. Because we need to make sure that the headlines are about the games, not about anything else. Well, that's, I mean, unfortunately the, the, the headlines are about something else and they're coming from the coach and your team isn't bought in because he's not living out the message he's saying. And, and, and it's just, to me, Bryce, it's, it's incredibly disappointing that a player like a Trevor Lawrence is having to deal with this. A player like, you know, James Robinson has had to, I don't even know what's taken him so long to get him the ball as much as they have, but it's been to, you know, finally well, it's getting the ball consistently. It's working. Shark is hurt now, you know, so that's a promising player. One of the best players on the team out. Chanel all of a sudden comes back to the game plan. It's a team that just, it doesn't seem like they know what they want to do every week. And, well, and, and to me, that's just, that's a lot of, that's a lot of problems that goes, that goes head coach, that goes ownership, that goes front office. Because if you, if I can't tell that, it's just not good. I, t- I totally agree, Caleb. I mean, here's where, here's my issue is he even made a, Urban Meyer even made a statement this week, Right. The leader or the, the ownership of this team is he said the ownership of the team and the preparation of this team is with the players. Uh, no. Uh, yes. Right. But no, 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 right. no. You can't go out and, and, and act like that and then come back and say it's all on the players. OK, they, they determine what the direction of this team. No, no, they don't. Right. Not when you become a distraction, right. not when you have to go in front of your team and apologize multiple times. But yet players are still laughing at you because they can't take you seriously. No, right. the preparation isn't with them. The preparation is with you and for you to bring it every week and you lead this team and, and, and you you get in good with the players and they they in turn, if they support you, that, that team is going to be taken to the next level. Right. This is, that's an absolute joke. That is a right. joke. And you know, I love Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer brought my team a title in college football. I love him forever for it. But Urban, this is a joke, man. And you are on the hot seat. You are in very hot water. If you want to go to USC, just say it, dude. Just say you want to go to USC for crying out loud, man. Don't do this nonsense. Right. Don't Don't do do this this. to the Jaguars organization. Just just pull it. Look, look, Nick Saban did it. Okay. Uh, He gets roasted for it every once in a while, but he's fine. He's fine. Just just resign. Just Just do it. Right. Just be done with it. Take the USC job and be done. Okay. Right. If that's what you really want. Come right. on, I man. Agree. I agree. Uh, Giants Saints, uh, a game that I thought was honestly really fun. I didn't expect the Giants to win it, uh, but I, I mean, I thought it was a really fun game to follow. Uh, you know, a game that went to overtime. Saquon Barkley obviously looked healthy, as I mentioned. Uh, you know, the Giants found some life offensively, Bryce, uh, <laughs> and I think that's really. I think that's that's a really good thing. I mean, you know, Daniel Jones, I mean, despite the pick, you know, I thought he 400 yards is 400 yards against a very solid Saints defense who has made quotes saying that, well, we're not the back seat to this team anymore. We're the front seat. We're the reason. We're this. We're that. Daniel Jones threw 400 yards on you. <laughs> you know, I mean, I just I, 
they he threw for 400 yards and Darius Tony just came out and had a great game. Uh, Kenny Galladay had a great game and they got him involved. And John Ross had that big play. And Barkley, as we mentioned, I mean, is this, I mean, what do we think? I mean, for the Giants to do this, I thought it was awfully impressive because uh, it looked miserable for the first three for the first three weeks here. Well, yeah, Caleb, and, uh, and you were kind of like, okay, well, they're missing Darius Slayton and they're missing Sterling Shepard, obviously big parts of their offense and their receiving game. And you're like, okay, well, they're missing these guys. That, and, and no wonder Kenny Galladay finally got the game that he was looking for. And no wonder, right. you know, they spent the first round draft pick on Kadarius Tony, and, and even John Ross, who's been a baby in the NFL, uh, finally gets involved as well. So, right. I mean, giving these guys other, other opportunities, uh, I think is good to get other ones involved and it can make this offense dangerous. But again, Caleb, it's Jason Garrett. We're talking about. Okay, let's right. pump the brakes here a little bit. Okay, but I, I am very encouraged that Saquon Barkley, Barkley looks more like Saquon Barkley. Um, I, he's going to get stronger week by week, and, and that's super encouraging. And, and the Giants are going to need him, but right. um, I'm, I'm still questioning the Giants and, and their consistency. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how they perform next week. Uh, but I think this is a good win against a New Orleans team who can go off at any point in time, who have playmakers, um, who have a good defense. Obviously, they're, they're still missing um, uh, uh, Marcus or uh, uh, Marshawn Lattimore right now. Yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, this is a legitimate win. Uh, I mean, the Saints are two and two. I, I still think they need to go back to the drawing board and figure out some things. Yeah, I mean, they the thing with the Saints is they're getting every guy's trying to get somewhat back, right? Like, you know, as you said, Lattimore is still battling through the injuries. You know, he's came out, he played, he had, you know, basically one solo tackle. Uh, you know, this was a team, Bryce, that, um, I, I, you know, the running game was great. 120 yards on 26 carries. That's great. Um, but man, it's a joke. The Saints didn't do anything to that receiver room, man. I mean, it's a joke. I mean, Callaway is not a second option. He's not just right, not, not a the way he's option. looking. I mean, there's a lot of promise you know, there, but boy, I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I I mean, there were promise, but I'm not. Oh, come on! All, I'm not buying come it all the way. I'm not buying a second option. I'm not buying second option, Bryce. I'm not buying second option on Ty Montgomery. I'm not buying second no. option on Dante because they're gadget guys. It's they're, they they don't have a guy that can get open consistently as a second option. That's a problem. You can't win unless you have people like that. For the Saints, that has to be something they have to address if they want to win this season. Defensively, I think you got to pick it up. I think this is a calling out card. As I personally thought about giving Sean Payton a sack. I think this is a bad loss. Oh, I think this is a it's loss fair. that they just shouldn't have had happen. The Titans and the Jets, meanwhile, Zach Wilson gets his first win as in as an NFL starting quarterback. Uh, we talked about it from the Titans perspective, Bryce, when you talked about get the sack. What did you see from the Jets in this game in their first win? I mean, you saw some resiliency, right? Um, you, you saw a team uh, just wanting to win. I mean, Zach Wilson play, played well in this game. I thought he played well. I, the running game wasn't great. But, I mean, you see Corey Davis trying to make a run at, at wide right. receiver one again. Jamison Crowder was back this week, and I thought I thought I think that's really going to help Zach Wilson, a real veteran wide receiver who, yeah. who's smart and, and the can get yardage. open. Right. Yeah. I mean, seven receptions, 61 yards, and a touchdown. I think that's yeah. really good. I think it's really good. I think he's going to be a, a weapon for Zach Wilson. Um, I, look, I'm happy for Robert Sala. I think he's a good guy at the NFL. Uh, I'm happy he got his first win and his first win against a, a good team. 
now they suck yeah. on defense. They absolutely yeah. suck on defense. Yeah, the Titans, and their the offensive Titans line suck. sucks yeah. Yeah, once the again. They give up yes. seven sacks to this New York yes. team. Yes. Come on. Come on. That's Come great. on now. Be better. That's not it's not great. But I mean, the way that I look at it from the Jets is it's just a way to see the evolution. It's coming together. Zach Wilson sees his first win. Uh, you know, Michael Carter gets a touchdown. Uh, you know, Corey Davis does what you paid him to do. I mean, in an ideal world, this is just, hey, this is us seeing progress. CJ Mosley, 13 tackles in this game. You know, I mean, there's there's ways to see the Jets improve. Uh, because you're not going to win with Braxton Barrios being your number one target. And that's the way it's been, you know, for the first three weeks, that's just not going to happen. And I mean, if you're Robert Sala, you know, this is just encouraging. It's all you're doing. You're encouraged. You're encouraged by this. You're just moving forward with this. And you're just, it's a game they can use for confidence. Yeah. Monkeys off the back. Absolutely. And uh, Bryce, uh, this was a good week of pods, uh, but good, sir, you will not be available next week. Uh, so we will have to do a, you know, kind of a different one, Sandy, but uh, that should be good. Uh, you know, and, and overall, uh, don't be afraid to keep checking out our podcasts. And, you know, as we mentioned earlier, there's plenty of stuff on the Running Hook Podcast Network for you to check out if you're interested. Once again, thank you very much.